Hello, and welcome to Nichelle Newsletter. Today, I'm going to read um, an excerpt from Coretta Scott King's um, biography. It was published posthumously, posthumously, after her death. And I've had this book for a while. I read bits and pieces of it, not the whole thing, um, but after her name being in the news and it also being Martin Luther King weekend, I figured I'd revisit it. And I'm going to start with something she wrote about, which is so extremely timely as South Africa is the, is the country that is calling Israel on this bullshit about the genocide. Okay. So I am reading from her book called My Life, My Love, My Legacy. Following the success of the Montgomery bus boycott back in 1955, other boycotts have spread to southern cities in the United States, such as Birmingham and Tallahassee. Much to our surprise, however, in 1957, blacks also launched a bus boycott in Johannesburg, South Africa, in an effort to call attention to their plight and show solidarity with our movement. The protest shook us up. It made us focus our attention on how brutally the white Afrikaners in South Africa were treating those that were classified as black and colored. Recall, we recall at the news of the 1960 Sharpeville massacre in which African police shot at 200 blacks, killing 69 of them during a peaceful protest against unfair past laws, which were designed to keep the black and colored population segregated. The greatest apartheid era catastrophe, however, and the one that galvanized the world's attention and fueled the movement to boycott companies supporting apartheid was the one that happened in June on June 16. 1967, the year before Carter sent me to the United States Nations. As an aside, she means President Jimmy Carter. And also as an aside, Coretta Scott King was, is the reason that we have a Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. Um, Coretta Scott King is also the reason that there is the King Center, which is one of our national parks. Okay, going back to the text. That June, students were protesting the government closure of many of their schools and resisting an official policy that required them to be taught only in Afrikaans, the language of the Afrikaners, which most blacks did not speak. As part of the protest, students organized a march in Soweto. More than 20,000 students turned up to the march, followed closely by the police. Tension mounted between the blacks and the police. Anchored by their plight, the children taunted the police, who responded with tear gas and then with live ammunition. They shot round after round. Children of all ages were gunned down, 360 children in all. Reports show haunting images of small children, little children like Hector Peterson, swatted down and killed without thought, like they had they had no more worth than pesky mosquitoes. Okay, I'm gonna stop you right here. And I just want to let you know, um, what is it um, about history repeating? Um, 
yeah, history's repeating. And this is the thing. Coretta Scott King was an activist. And a wife. And a mother. But she was also, like, a dignitary. Meaning, like, she wasn't she wasn't an ambassador, per se. And I think in the 1970s and 1980s, it probably would have been like, uh, no, we don't let black women be ambassadors for the U.S. of A. But she was a de facto ambassador. Um, she was all over this world. And she basically, not just in South Africa... But in other places, she was she was the person that was keeping the memory of Dr. King's activism alive. This is before there was social media. I mean, just think about how those people in Soweto were doing bus boycotts two years after the Montgomery... Bus, bus boycotts? Dude. I, I mean, it wasn't the speed of light, but, you know, people sent letters. People watch the news. Read the newspapers. I don't know. I I, I just, I really, now I think I'm going to read more of this book. I've had it. I'm trying to think. Um... It was published in 2017. I know I've had it. I was like, I probably had it about like six or seven years. So it was published in 2017 by the estate of Coretta Scott King. I just also want to tell you another thing. about. I've been to the, I've lived in Atlanta. I've been to the King Center several times. Um, last time being um, when me and my mom actually, we went to the King Center um, very early, one March, one March, oh gosh, the uh, March of 2015, um, because we went on a bus tour for, to Selma and Montgomery, but the pickup was at the King Center, um, and when I came back, and then I didn't notice it because it was uh, maybe so early in the morning. I don't know. But on, on when we got back, I saw um, a statue of Gandhi at the King Center. But I didn't pay attention to it that morning because I think, honestly, I think we we left at some ungodly hour, like 5 or 6 a.m., which seven years ago seemed super early. Now I'm like, mm, I couldn't do that. I could do that easily. That's not a problem because... I do that now. But anyway, um, the other thing about Coretta Scott King, a lot of people don't know. Um, she went to Antioch College. Um, and she was pursuing her career as a concert singer. So she was very musical and talented. People don't know that. They don't know that. Um, I don't know. 
I mean, they did just do a biopic, you know, because people are like, oh, we do we need another biopic of the civil rights movement? Do we need a Yes, we do. Because for everyone who complains, I would love to get a count of Oscar-nominated World War II movies. So, yeah, we've done Selma. So, yes, that was rusted. I want a Coretta movie. I'm like, come on, let's do it. A Coretta movie. I'm trying to think of who was starring it. Um, not Megan Good, but um, oh, let me let me just think on this, cause it had to be. I, I wanted to be someone who probably could also play piano, or you know, could look like they could play piano. I don't know. Um, it had to be an actress that I would love it to be an actress that's at least forty years old. So, no Zendaya. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just, I am kind of spitballing it. And I, I would hate to say that complexion matters. Because it's a role. But we saw what happened with that Nina Simone movie. And I'm sorry, it's always not that. I mean, she should not have taken the role. Like, you look so much not like Nina Simone. So... The actress playing Coretta Scott King would have to be um, someone maybe a little bit lighter than a paperback. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And then the other thing, someone who either the 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 hairstylist has to be good with wigs, or or the actress could be good with a roller set. I know I'm bringing jokes into this, but it's serious. Like, a good roller set. Coretta Scott King, she wore them. She had a crescent curl. Like, seriously. Her hair never was out of place. Like, it was... I gotta say, bringing up a, another a woman. It was Michelle Obama level. Not a hair out of place. She didn't miss. She didn't miss. It was the same hairstyle, but hey, Anna Winter has the same hairstyle. It does not matter. If you if you got it, you do it. So anyway, um, gosh, I'm trying to think of an actress. <sighs> See, the thing is, I know folks are gonna judge me. Or say something in the comments. So I'm saying it's like a, a lot of people are going to be listening to this. I keep thinking of that uh, British actress Sophie Okonedo, if I'm pronouncing that right. I think of her. That's the first person I thought of. And y'all be like, why y'all, ha- why the Brits? David Oyelowo, o- o- he played King. I just, feel like she might have a gravitas. I don't know. That's the first person I thought of. Now, if I could think of a black American artist, uh, uh, I'm like, no, not Taraji. Um, um, mm, see, 
Tracy Ellis Ross is too busy being Tracy Ellis Ross. I don't think she can really dissolve into a character. But she would have the light skinnedness. <laughs> that would be the only thing. And I feel like her coming from a musical family, she could do that part. But that's a small part. I don't know. I don't see. I don't see her doing it. I. And then I'm trying to think of people on TV shows because this could be this could be you know a movie streaming on Peacock or Netflix. And I'm just trying to think. Oh man. Ooh. I thought of someone. I really. Oh, she was on that show, Vice Principals, with um, with um, what's his name? Oh gosh, the guy from the. Oh. The guy from the Righteous Gemstones. Oh, I got, I got, I, I, I'm casting my Coretta. Kimberly, Kimberly Herbert Gregory. That's who, yes, perfect. She's actually 51, I'm sorry. Um, I apologize, but she's, she's fit my over 40. Um, and look, she um, has done theater work. Um, she's been in a lot of movies. And um, she, well, I'm trying to think. She um, was cast in the Netflix original animated limited series, Carol at, and the End of the World. Okay, that anime is it. Anyway, Kimberly Ebear. I think it's Ebear. I don't know. Gregory. Or Herbert. No, there's no R. That's That would be my Coretta. Okay. She's not famous right now, but Divine Joy uh, Randolph wasn't famous. And now she's freaking on in line to win an Oscar. So I got my, I got my, I got my, I did this. I could, I could work, I could work, I could work casting. I actually know someone who does casting. A friend of mine, Sarah Joe Loco. Anyway, um, this scene, rambling, but it's not. That was a point. I wanted to talk about Coretta Scott King, and um, and I really encourage people to read up about her. Yeah, look. If you don't want to read the book, look up the Wikipedia entry. I mean, I'm just saying, she did a lot. She did a lot. And have a good day.